Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within, and thank you for joining us today. I am Rev. Deborah Phillips, your host for this Spiritual Life Center podcast, which is dedicated to helping people discover and activate their personal relationship with the divine. Welcome, Donna Apodoni of uh, CAP Radio and uh, Environs. <laughs> it's uh, good to be with you again. Always nice to be here, Deborah. Thank you for the invitation. So we were talking about projection, and I was tr- thinking about how we would start this conversation, and basically what I wanted to just put out there to you is they say, never meet your heroes. Oh, isn't that interesting? You always start with something lovely that surprises me. So say more about that. Well, um, that is a saying is never meet your heroes. And, and one of the things that uh, comes up for me is when I was in high school, I was reading every single thing that John Steinbeck wrote. It's the only thing I read. Um, and and uh, I remember one day somebody, some teacher <clears throat> who was new, I was a senior, and he looked at one of, the, one of the books I had and he says, aren't you a little young to be reading that? And I said, well, I've read everything else by him. And the guy just looked at me and walked off. But of course, I always wanted to meet John Steinbeck, you know, as I'm 17, 18 years old. And my greatest dream would have been to meet him. And I found out years later, of course, I never met him, that he was an alcoholic and he was very depressed and that he wasn't that i would i was i would have i would have tried to see him through his writing and he's a completely different person he's not the characters from tortilla flat he's not the characters from the winter of our discontent he's not you know he was a writer making up stories and i would have expected this some sort of giant i don't i'm not sure what i've expected but i certainly would have expected who he really was and so, you know, that kind of projection. And then, of course, you and I both being ministers is another way that we experience a lot of people projecting on us. But then again, we all just project on each other all the time. You know, but so, you know, never meet your heroes. <laughs> I love that observation because I have also been a lifelong Steinbeck fan and have read most of what he wrote, a lot of it starting in high school, but then as recently as 15, 20 years ago too, just trying to make sure I I didn't miss anything. I have thought of him as the king of projection. And there's an interesting parallel too between John Steinbeck and what we have learned recently with Dr. Seuss. There is inherent racism in both of those authors' works at one time or another. And I've always wondered, starting with John Steinbeck, but more recently with Dr. Seuss, how much of that was their own belief and how much of that was seeking to match what their audience believed? Were they practicing projection as writers to say, Oh, you think very little. Hi, I'm John Steinbeck. You think very little of people of Hispanic background in California? I'll write about that. And maybe he was or was not as racist as some of his writing appeared. Um, And I've always wondered if, if projection was part of his plan, whether it was intentional or unintentional. And there's also just, and this is not making an excuse, but 
You know, you look, I, I watched a, a TV shows from the 50s and 60s and the way people talked, and that's just the way they talked back then. They were not conscious of, so much of it was unconscious. Right. You know, yeah. and then we and then we turn around and and project back on them how we see world the life life from from our perspective now, yeah. um, you know, and it's uh, it's a very interesting dynamic to see how actually just the way we talk to each other has changed. It's changed a lot. The language has changed. The interactions between people have changed. How we talk about third parties or other cultures has changed so much. You're right. It was a sign of the time. And you're also right that it's not making excuses. But it's a view of history that we'd be remiss if we didn't take into account. Yeah. And, and um, there was a, a show called What's My Line? And uh, you can see, you can watch old uh well, not old. You can you can watch the the episodes on YouTube, and of course they started in the fifties, and the way they talked to women and about women, and they called them girls. And the guys on the panel, whenever there was a pretty woman, they were they were just. I mean, none of them could have gotten away with it at all today. The way they talked to the right. to the women contestants, um, and I find myself kind of crawling out of my chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and you know, but but yet. If I were to, you know, project on them, they were just unconscious. And mm -hmm. again, it's not an excuse, but they, the, the we, the the awareness has grown so much that and that if they now... were here, and if they were here now, and we told them what we think, if we were to project on them the way we do things now, they would think it's just as absurd as we think it is looking back at them, the future and the past. Yeah. Uh, and that's part of projection. We can only see what's in the present tense, truly. Um, so, so anything else that we look at, we are projecting in one direction or another to the past or to the future. It's an interesting thing that humans do with projection, isn't it? It really is. I mean, it's, it's like um, if a person gets up in front of a group of people to speak, everybody gives that person power, partly because they're so relieved it's not them up there, I think. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and partly because if, if you have the um, whatever it is it takes to stand up in front of a group of people and speak, you must have something. We project on them that they must know something, they must have something, they must be something. Otherwise, they wouldn't be up there. They'd be sitting there back, back there with us. But you as a public speaker, and I as a public speaker, also see the other side of that, that as soon as we finish that talk, as soon as we step down from the platform or the podium, a rush of people comes to us and says, well, I wouldn't have said it that way. And so then they're projecting the opposite because we didn't quite meet their expectations. And that's the other side of projection is that we can never really live up to what we think of each other. Yeah, you know, yesterday I got this wonderful, uh, I had given a talk based on toast, and I um, I got an email from- Which some, I think you should repeat that, just for somebody who didn't quite catch it. I gave, a, a, my Sunday talk was based on toast. I have a toaster that I discovered toast bread on, will toast one bread on one side if, if required, and it was a new thing to me, and so I turned it into a whole talk. And- <laughs> This will happen though. I, I had somebody come up or, you know, come to me and, and basically explain my talk to me. 
tell me, you know, it's like, this is what you said. And it's like, okay. Um, yeah. And, and I have also had people, yeah, come up and tell me, um, yeah, what I left out, what, uh, and I, what people also come up and just say wonderful things that thank you very much. That was very helpful. Right. I mean, so right. you get the whole, the whole gamut, but that whole projecting onto other people, um, you know, I have a, a nephew who was very unhappy with his father and actually changed his last name. He was so unhappy with his father. And it took me a very long time to help him understand that his father was not a good father because he didn't know how, not because he was a bad person. And my nephew, you know, was projecting all this stuff onto his dad uh, about all these things he should have been and should have done for him. And the man simply was not capable of it. I mean, yeah. he was very damaged from a, from a very abusive childhood. And, you know, I, you could go on and on about that. But the, the son was like, well, but you should have been. a. And the man simply did not know how. And right. probably he wasn't emotionally set. And so I think, you know, my nephew was finally able to hear that. I don't know where he is on his forgiveness level. That's not my conserved, but he projected all of this, all these requirements that this man was absolutely not able to even get close to through no fault of his own. It probably goes both direction, not necessarily talking about your nephew and his father, but just but, a projector and a projectee. Yes. The projectee perhaps can't live up to the expectation. The projector, the person doing the projection, it, there's something there that isn't quite clear either, and that's why they're handing it off to someone else. So on both sides, there's a, a need for a little bit more understanding. But I think there is a, a nice understanding piece of projection, too. I think it can be interpreted as a lovely thing. As soon as you told me that this was the topic you wanted to talk about, the first thing that popped into my head was... Namaste. That's projection. The God in me sees the God in you. That's a lovely projection. And I also thought about all of the stories that we have been hearing in the last year about the well over 500,000 people who have died of or related to COVID-19. I don't know about anybody else, but when I hear those stories and those profiles of those people and how they were loved and what they did in their lives, I get very emotional. And of course it is, I don't know what Fred in Wisconsin, what, you know, that means nothing to me literally, but I'm projecting something, some loss, some feeling, some reminder of someone I've known. And so it can be, it can be projection, it can be removed, but it can still be a, um, a sensitive and compassionate kind of a thing. So actually, Facebook is one big projection, whether it's the positive <laughs> or the right. I mean, we're yeah. all projecting out there. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just one big projection. And you see that you see the, the kind and the loving you see the other side as, as well. Um, you know, I know Reverend Dave Lyman has a uh, uh, told me several memorial services that he's done for people that he did not know. And he said, by the end of it, it he, re he really wishes he had known that person. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It just reminds me how much of what we do is external. 
I guess it's all external in in that respect in that respect how much of what we think about of other people comes out of our mouths you know <laughs> we we express that in a way that maybe doesn't always sound right to the recipient but we're just trying to understand and that's that's what i think projection does for me it gives me a different kind of an understanding Sometimes I see what I'm saying as projection. Sometimes it has to be observed by someone else and, and, and I have to be told about it. But every time that happens, I can say, oh, well, now where is this coming from? Well, what about me that I said that or thought that? So there are lessons to be learned. There are things about the self that we can understand a little bit better as a result. Yeah, I was going to say something very similar to what you just said is that, um, you know, you can only, especially in a in a short period of time, or you and I know certain things about each other, but we don't know everything about each other. Right. And so uh, I'm likely to fill in. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like I, I in, in order to have a in my own brain, some sort of a full picture of Donna Apodoni then my brain starts, you know, and it's not like, it's not like I say, oh, Donna's like this, but I go, I wonder, you know, because of you working so early in the morning, it's like, um, I was thinking this morning, you work so early in the morning, that means you can't really be a late night person, but that's even more than being an early morning person. <laughs> and, you know, what would you call that? And, and so we, we, we want a full picture, so we fill it in. And right. we fill it in from our own experience of the person and then also probably our own um, our own perception of the world. And that's a case where projection is not judgment. You're just trying to figure it out. You're just right. wondering what a person's life is like. You're yeah. just, you're, you know, if a little kid did that or when little kids do that, because little kids do it all the time, there's so much they don't understand. And as they're trying to figure it out and trying to understand it, they fill in the blanks. We call it creativity. And then we teach them not to do it anymore. Exactly. But as adults, we start doing it again. Well, I mean, I don't think the projection, you know, the, the projection never stops. We just start doing it more subtly when we're being told not to do it, right? <laughs> because I honestly, true. I think it's impossible to not project. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to project when you when you get in your car to drive out the driveway, you're projecting that that there's going to be traffic out there. You know, there's going to be, I mean... So we have to project in order to function in the world. I think it's, it's, it's like everything else that we teach in, in New Thought is that what do you do with it? Mm -hmm. You yeah. just gave me a great image, too. What do I do with my car? I put my seatbelt on, so I'm projecting something good hit me, and I'd need the seatbelt. And I also buy insurance for the same sort of a reason. So, yeah, that projection is, is there all the time. But that you've asked the ultimate question, what do we do with it? So what do you think? What do we do with it? I, I, th I think being aware that that so much of what we do is projection. And this, um, you know, the whole hero worship thing, uh, this, this whole Harry and Meghan thing that's going on right now, it's mm. like, I keep wondering why we care. <laughs> or why, why some people care. Um, but, you know, because there, there, there's that, we should talk about addiction to drama sometime. But um, for me, it's when I start thinking about something or a person, and especially if I'm going down a little negative one, I mean, I'm more aware of it then, but, or, or if I'm thinking of them as, as more than they probably are, 
uh, then I become aware of the fact that, oh, I'm filling in here. I'm, I'm kind of making up a story to, to give myself a solid picture. Um, you know, if, if it feels just kind of average, I don't, I don't think I'm really aware of it and I'm still doing it. But, you know, if I'm thinking somebody is just the greatest thing since sliced bread and, 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 you know, warm socks, um, then I'm probably having to look at, at what I'm doing. And if I'm, thinking that maybe I want to never want to hear about them again. Maybe I need to look at that. Um, yeah. You know, so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a spectrum, right? Yeah. 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 yeah there is a, the Harry and Megan idea without going too far down that rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> it, it's interesting. You know, we don't have our own royalty, so we have borrowed someone else's and it's a little bit like reading a novel or watching um you know, some real housewives kind of a thing. We're just, it is absolutely projection. It's so much more interesting to some people to watch the lives of others than to deal with themselves. So that's not the kind of, when we're talking about how we can use projection in a positive way, we'll step aside from that example. Right. And, and you're right. I, I do think that it's often people will come to me and they'll say, you know, can we talk a little bit? And then if they know some circumstance I've gone, they say, I know you're really busy. It's like, you know what? It helps me to get outside myself sometimes. Now that's different than um, just completely ignoring your own life and always being in other people's business. Very different. Yeah. Very, very different. And um, so it's like just, you know, I need a distraction for a while. And fortunately, it's a very useful distraction where I can sit and, and help someone work through something or right. whatever yes, it is it they is. want from me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So projection is something that we should be looking at as a um, as a mirror to ourselves. Projection is a mirror. OK, yes, you're right. Yeah. I mean, because if I'm projecting on you that you probably don't like something or other, I can go, oh, I don't like that. Exactly. <laughs> or, you know, or, or you had said when we were talking about this is that, you know, your, um, uh, um, your your uh, democratic friends look at you you know uh, just project on you that they're that you're democrat and the republicans project on you that you're republican and you know and and on down the line that was one of the first yeah. things you had said to me and yeah um i had a, a woman i was acquainted with for a while who uh was con considered herself a militant democrat i mean she was you know from the, from the 60s and because i was not registered as a democrat she i was a republican in her head. And I wasn't, I wasn't, ah. I was, I was registered. I kept telling her I registered as independent this time. This is years ago, but she could not see me as anything except Republican because I wasn't Democrat. Interesting. I have a funny story for you along those lines. This goes back a couple of years. Um, the people who I work with are much younger than me for the most part, some exceptions, but a lot of them are a lot younger than me. And so they see me as this older person, they know I'm a minister, and those two put together, tell them that I must be extremely conservative. So a couple of years ago, <laughs> Stormy Daniels came to town and she was performing over at one of the clubs over on Folsom Boulevard. And I saw that sign one day driving down the road. And I went to the, a meeting in the newsroom the next day and I said, you know what, I think that I would like to interview Stormy Daniels because I would just like to sit down with her woman to woman and say, what is the thought process for you? 
How did you come to this? Why is it important? How do you work your way up? Just want to understand. No judgment. Just want to understand. So, hey, guys in the newsroom, what do you think? People in the newsroom, not all, not all guys. People in the newsroom, what do you think? Would that be a good idea for an interview? And they stopped and they looked at me and they said, that's not the story. The story is why you would want to talk to Stormy Daniels. So there was this total projection on their part of who I am. I think of myself as somebody who is a, like a wild kid and broke every rule in the book. They don't know that part of my life. Right. So they said, but you're so conservative. conservative. Why would you talk to her? Just such a funny example of how we think of each other. But what that told me was, oh, I have a certain reputation with these people, and now it's up to me to make it or break it. Yeah, I can live that conservative mom and Donna uh, perspective that they already have in their heads, or I can go back to being a wild child and do it a little bit more visibly and let them see that part of me. So their projection was really fascinating and, and shaped a relationship with people I'd already been working with for quite some time. Yeah, and I had an that is yeah, and that's in the workplace. I had an experience in a hardware store. I went in, I can't remember what I was getting, and I asked for help. And the 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 person helping me was, I'm sure, very early twenties. And I made some comment about working on my master's degree. Now I was in my early I was in my very late fifties at the time. And I said something about, you know, and I said, well, I'm, I'm just about ready to finish up my master's degree or something like that. And he turned around and he looked at me. And for those of you who've never seen a picture of me, my hair is white. And he just looked me straight in the eye and he said, why? <laughs> like, why would you, you know, and I thought... And then my projections started of him having parents or grandparents, grandparents that were retired and, you know, off traveling or doing whatever people do. I don't know what people do when they're retired because that's not something that's going to happen to me. (laughs) But, um, you know, I I just saw all of these pictures in his head of his idea of what people of a certain age do. And I don't even know if I answered him because I was just like, you know... (laughs) Your mind started going and didn't come back. But he right? really, I mean, he really didn't get it. It was like, why? Why, yeah, why would th- you go back to school? You have white hair and your life is almost over, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, and, then, and then I decided, okay, I made up a story about him. And I thought, you know what? He's just so tired of school that he can't imagine why you'd go back and do it again. That was the story uh-huh. I made up because, you know, what else do you do with it? But it was so, it was so obvious that he just... Um, the world that he lived in, older people just kind of, I guess, you know, wither and die. Now, isn't and, that funny? You returned the projection by saying, it couldn't be about me and my age. It must be about him being unhappy <laughs> with school. And of course, it was about both, right? Right, exactly. You know, That's I mean, the I, wonderful thing about projection. Yeah, when we're but, open, we can learn so much from it. Yeah. We can. And and when we come back to that question of what do we do with it, you and I could have both chosen to be very offended. Yeah. By what, um, you know, what what was being projected on us. And we both just went, <laughs> try <That's> me. Funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I wish that I would have that reaction more often. And I truly wish for myself and and 
want for myself and continue to learn for myself that part of the lesson, that if I can laugh at it here and there, why can't I do that more often? There's really probably never any reason for me to be offended. I can't speak for anyone else, but I can't think of any reason for me to be offended if I'm just willing to see it as projection and as part of life's lesson. Yeah, you know, I uh, that's 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 really a good reminder because my husband uh, recently had an injury and he was you know off uh, being being treated in in a in a treatment place, um, and I had people coming up and offering you know asking how I was and I kept saying I'm fine, and uh, then I started getting how are you holding up, and. Hmm. Um, I started getting really, it was getting my back up and I was getting a little offended by it. And then I, I turned to a friend, I said, you know, I failed helpless woman miserably back in my, <laughs> back in my twenties. And, um, I had to do a lot of work around that projection from other people. Um, what they're, what they're telling me is how they would feel if they were going through that. Yeah. You know, if their if their husband fell and broke a vertebrae and had to be in the hospital and then in a convalescent home and they had to be doing this stuff by themselves and um, that what what was being projected was how they would feel and how they would be coping with it. And I'm a completely different person from them. And and I you know, it's it's a thing that happens. And in my world, you simply deal with it. So, yeah. uh, but I had to, I found myself getting very irritated and very defensive at a, a few points because I'm not helpless. And then I realized that that was projection two ways. I was projecting that they were seeing me as helpless as perhaps they were simply being nice. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So a be... huge lesson there in, you know, um, learning to simply say, thank you very much. I'm fine. Thank you for asking. And letting the rest of it go. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. So lessons on both sides as, as projector and projectee. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and the thing is, is we're doing both at the same time. I and know. So that's why, I think that's why we get confused. Yeah, well, we don't start out with that training either. We have yeah. to work up to it and we have to work through it so that we can see it. And then with greater knowledge, we get confused and then we get to grow a little bit more and then we call it wisdom. Wisdom, yes. Yeah, because, you know, when we're kids, when we're little, of course, we're projecting onto our parents because they're right. the ones who know. They're, the, they're yeah. the ones who are there. They, I mean, parents really have our lives in their hands for the first few years. Yeah. And so there is a, a bit of a God kind of projection there is that, you know, you, if, if you don't take care of me, I'm not going to be here anymore. And so, yeah, it starts really early. And no, we are not uh, disabused of that notion until we start figuring it out for ourselves. Parents are just such a, um, they get a lot of it. Yeah. Not just your nephew, not just you or me or people we know. Parents in general get a lot of projection. Maybe some of them give it out too. I don't know. But it's just a natural uh, thing because of the influence that they have on us so early in our lives. They are the first people we can project on. And so we get good at it. And then we call it something like pushing our buttons. Yeah. But it really is just projection because they're our first teachers. 
Right. And they project on us what they want us to, you know, how they want us to be. And so yes. it's, it's, we're, 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 we're trained very early in projection. Yeah. So, yeah. so do you think because we're trained so early in it and because we've become so good at it, a lot of people in society have become very good at projection. Do you think it's something that has any benefits? What are, what, how is it useful? Well, if it weren't it, useful, we would have stopped long ago on the scale of, of coming to terms with things. Well, I don't think we have any choice but to project. I mean, if I don't project out that I've got a cup of tea here, I'm not going to be able to drink it. If I don't project out that 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 you are um, a really good uh, person to do a podcast with, I wouldn't reach out for you to do it. So for me, it's it's more about... Maybe this is how we come around to the teaching of, I, I hate this term, but uh, positive thinking. It's like looking for the good in a person. I'm going to project as much good onto you as possible. And when, I, when, when the other part comes up and shows itself, if there is, then what do I do with that? So I think it's more about this being mindful of, of our inner talk about a situation or a person. Because we don't just project onto people, we project onto situations. So when I've, you've got a situation going, it's it's that taking that step back and thinking about it. Now, I never I've never gotten through a course in miracles. I got to this one lesson. It stopped me in my tracks, and I never went any further. And it's you're never upset for the reason you think. Yeah. That changed my entire life because, yeah. and and I use that all the time now. That's, you know, and there's many, many, many techniques, but that's the one for me. It's like, all right, I, what am I doing this for? What's it, what's it accomplishing and what's really going on? So what I got out of that, what you just said, uh, what I got out of that was that we project upon projection. We do. <laughs> we project upon projection. We see, we witness, we experience projection. And then we have a choice to say, misery loves company or the God in me sees the God in you. Exactly. We're going to get it. We're going to do it. And so we have the choice to say how we're going to handle that. We do. And this is a really good place to end, but I have to ask you one more question. Okay. That is a little bit of another bunny trail. And uh -oh. it's that because you have, I, you've, you've interviewed quite a few people in your lifetime, uh, probably some more well-known than others, has that meeting, and, and I, they probably weren't all your heroes, but has this idea of not ever meeting your heroes, have you learned not to be as disappointed when you meet people? Absolutely. Yeah. I've learned not to be as disappointed with people. And I've also learned that the opposite of true, that somebody who I think may not be very well known, it does not mean that that person won't be a great interview. That there are heroes who emerge for different reasons and something that they say might be very heroic and really surprise me. So it goes both directions. Absolutely. I love that analogy. That's going to be on my mind, I think, with every with every interview. Yeah, it's every conversation that I have um, in a spiritual realm changes how I see something. So I guess that changes my projection. And what you just said a moment ago, which is, of course, going right out of my head, though, is that we can choose. 
Yeah. We can choose to project that I see the, the, the God in you or I see the, 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 the icky in you. But yeah. when it all comes down to it, we have that choice. Yes. Yeah. And we can change our minds. Yes, we can. Yeah. Wow. I got a lot out of this. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. And I hope to see you in another uh, few weeks because this is some of the best fun I ever have. Thank you, Donna. Same here, Deborah. And I have to end by saying namaste. Namaste. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.